Hello, beautifuls. Good morning, good morning. It's a Friday morning, 7.53. I've been working since about 5. You know, today really brought me back to the core essence of who I am. And with that, what I do um, for a living. I am double certified life coach with a specialty in trauma recovery and when I say brought me back to my true essence I absolutely love helping people in understanding quote unquote trauma and the wisdom that we can find within our trauma all the way to what actually makes our soul giggle because we found that wisdom. That's my whole program right there. Trauma isn't easy. Avoiding it though, doesn't help. How we know we have trauma is that we have emotional irregularity or we have internal fears Fears that make our body vibrate. And what I do all day, every day in my coaching calls is help people to better understand trauma as a wound and emotional regulation that can be updated with different tools, mindset tools, with different practices, with different devotions or blisciplines, um, that kind of thing. And we are able to update at a cellular level the old traumas that are locked in our cells that create what I'll just call dysfunction or disturbance in our life today might have happened as a child might have happened 20 years ago might have happened 30 years ago and so on but I want you to know the wisdom of trauma like I get so excited to talk to people about their different traumas the different things that happen to them in their life and to help them with these tools to update again to the cellular level You know, you know, what is these say the body remembers? The body does remember. And in our daily lives, we can have triggers, emotional triggers that take us straight back to the scene of the accident. Until we process this and upgrade or up level those vibrational essences that were locked in at the scene of the accident. It's not so much the accident that messes with our mojo, but it's how we had to process it somewhat to survive at that time that actually messes with our mojo getting locked into our system. So there is a common thread or a theme I want you to know that comes from that wounding 
aka that trauma. And it causes what society or culture will call mental illness. And, you know, under the umbrella of mental illness, there's all kinds of labels or AKA diagnosis or uh, all kinds of dysfunction or disturbance ranging from sadness to depression to anxiety and so on. There's also a common theme that you may not know that these emotional disturbances also have an effect on us physically, our physical um, dis-ease or a label of physical illness. That can be directly and often related back to the hurt, to the wound, to the trauma. Those are two things I want you to know. The mental and emotional challenge and the physical dis-ease or challenge. Across the nation, you and I both know this, addiction is rising. And addiction is basically only a way to numb that hurt, that disturbance, that the wound or trauma is uh, calling us to. When we use underneath the umbrella of addiction, we're able to numb that somewhat temporarily and it gives us relief. We all know that across the nation, depression is rising. The chaos that's happening around us, we can see it politically, we can see it in religions, we can see it in school systems, we can see it in government systems and so on. That is a lot, by the way. Turn that off. Just as much as you can, stay away from what's happening around the world and focusing and focus on what's happening to you. And get with someone. It doesn't have to be me. But get with someone who can help you to better understand how to update and up-level the past to the present, to the now. Trauma, a.k.a. wounding, feels like or is feels like or is a threat, an overwhelming threat in and around the fact that we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to deal with situations. Trauma is a disconnect. It's a disconnection from the self. And why do we disconnect? Because it's too painful to be ourselves. We don't know what to do with those emotions. 
I didn't either. I didn't either. And in relationships, we'll withdraw so we don't have to feel those emotions. Those emotions that we don't know what to do with. And gut feelings, we don't follow our gut feelings so we end up with situations of risk. Also, it affects how our brain develops. So the actual brain was affected in how it developed if you experience trauma in your childhood or while the brain is still developing, right? It's, it's affected. It messes with our mojo, literally, physically in the brain. And it messes with how we react, how we respond, how we regulate our emotions, how we react, respond, regulate ourselves. It messes with our mojo around the capacity um, to understand empathy or to understand our insight or to understand compassion. The brains of traumatized children do not look like the brains of non-traumatized children. That's a quote by Dr. Gabor Meet, I believe how he says how he says his name. He has a movie out and you have to pay for it. I think it was $7.99 or something like that, or you can do a donation. I did a donation to get to watch it, but it was so powerful. The brains of traumatized children don't look like the brains of non-traumatized children. Dr. Gabor, mate, you can find him on YouTube and stuff. When you're raised in a home, (coughs) excuse me, or your first 18 years of your life, raise your hand if, if people swore at you, cussed at you, put you down, humiliated you. Raise your hand if you were pushed or grabbed or slapped, right? It's about hit so hard it leaves a mark or an injury. That's abuse, aka trauma. When children don't know when it's going to happen again, it puts a child in a hypervigilant state. They can be five years old and be hypervigilant watching these adults around them to see or to try to avoid what's coming next, right? I, I'm raising my hand right now, I was a hypervigilant child, always on high alert for and about the moods of those around me, a hypervigilant child, right? I had to learn how to regulate those emotions. And that's also what I teach others today. I had to learn how to regulate my emotions and decipher what was real in my hypervigilance. I had to decipher what was real in the moment as an adult and what was hypervigilant, a hypervigilant response, right? And that takes a sacred pause. I teach people about the value of the sacred pause. When you feel 
the heart palpitations for me. When you feel the tremble inside you of fear, I can, I can call it up right now. It's always there. But I've learned to manage it to the point where I don't have to manage it anymore, right? That's what I want for you. With a sacred pause, it was like me buying time to manage my emotions. And with that, I could keep the sacred pause in play for as long as I wanted to, for, for a day or, or days. And I learned that I could actually respond versus insta-react. It quietens the body down. And yes, there's more to it than that. The sacred pause is the, is the starting point, the awareness. Did you know they did a, a um, I don't know what's it called, a project in the prisons? And they learned that 64% of men and women have six or more childhood trauma experiences in prison. I saw it on video. It was a big circle. And they ask people different questions. And as they ask people in your childhood, this trauma happened, please step forward. And in that project, they learned that 64% of men and women have six or more childhood trauma experiences. And some of those are repeated multiple times or become a lifestyle actually. But when you're checking off on a list, they had six or more. This was huge too. I actually, I think I got this from that movie uh, that Dr. Gabor Mate did. It's huge. And I put out a post today um, about this on social media. If you, yes, you, <laughs> have a five-year-old and they're upset, who would you want that five-year-old to talk to? When, I, when they ask this question, I, of course, answered me. And I think you would, too. If you have a five-year-old and they're upset, who would you want them to talk to? You. Me. And then it got really quiet. And the second question floated in. When you were five, who did you talk to? And my answer and the general answer, if you walked out on the streets and asked people these questions, my answer, nobody. There was nobody trustworthy enough to talk to about my emotions or my upset, right? If you walked out on the street and you talked to 10 people, the majority would answer nobody. And the key to this is that is the trauma being, feeling alone, feeling like you don't belong. Completely alone. That is the trauma. 
We learn in our childhoods not to pay attention to our feelings because often it's the only way to survive. We learn in childhood to ignore or shut down feelings. We're, we're trained. Even, I always talk about men here. Many men are trained by culture and society, etc., not to feel. Big boys don't cry. Right? And we wonder why we're sitting here with grown men in relationship and they can't communicate. Hello. And I'm going to tell you something else. It is not that our parents or caregivers didn't love us. Often, they too, via abuse, learn to shut down feelings to survive. This helped me to create so much compassion and understanding for myself and for others that most people would blame Blame and shame is huge in and around abusive, dysfunctional homes filled with pure disturbance. Blame and shame is the common way, the untrained way. The trained way is this. It's not that our parents or caregivers didn't love us. It's often that they too were abused and learned at an early age to shut down feelings just to survive. And I'll say again, it creates so much compassion within myself for my past mistakes, unknowingly, but still mistakes. It created compassion for myself and allowed me to step in and do the work and change grow, evolve. Compassion is what allowed me to do that. No guilt, no shame, no blame. Pure compassion and from compassion, more kindness. And from compassion and more kindness, a real love of self and honoring of self. That's what I teach in my programs. I'm here to say you can do this too. And it's so fun. So I'm going to jump off. That's 18 minutes of kind of big and heavy. And people think scary. It's not. It's not scary at all. It's a little emotional in the beginning because we have to bring the traumas. We have to return to the scene of the accident and just to see what happened, right? But immediately we step into processing that and addressing how that trauma messed with our mojo, messed with our self-esteem, messed with our inner core confidence, caused us to shut down emotions, right? Right? messed with 
our security as far as food in the house and roofs over our heads and what could happen financially or would happen financially or it it messed with our mojo under the umbrella of sensual and sexuality and connection and love and all these different mm, joyful <laughs> joy filled emotions when we address why that's all shut down we can address how to step into it again and last but not least is that joy filled makes my soul giggle awareness that I went in there I processed it and I have upgraded or upleveled my vibrational essence to today right now in the now right today to present where I am not in the present functioning off of something that happened to me years ago I'm in the present functioning off of pure compassion and kindness and love to self and to others it changes the way we be and that is super super fun rewarding it's so rewarding to myself that i did this work and it's so rewarding to bring that work and to sit with you i'll sit for, with you for as long as it takes for you to feel that presence of the now and that you're safe and you have inner core you have returned to inner core um inner core confidence inner core essence the real you uh inner core connection to creator and source inner core connection to love a return to love okay i said i'm out and i'm really out <laughs> you better call me or get with me or do my 2 hour test drive or something so we can connect if you enjoyed this if you love how it feels to you i love how it feels to me i love my daily coaching conversations and my connections to my clients and being able to serve and make a huge impact in the lives of men and women and young people mm. i hope you have a very blessed day I hope you feel my love for you and what I do. I'll see you next time. This is Teresa signing off. Mm-hmm.